pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Welcome to the show. It's the 8th of March 2020. It's now time to catch up with our regular canine behavioural slot on the Sunday Cafe on Magic Talk FM with Roman Travers. Rover is also a superb name for a dog, although it's probably overused. Darren Rover is from Mindfulness for Dogs. Darren, is that a name that um, you would choose to use for a dog these days? Just... Oh, cer- certainly, Roman. I haven't heard a dog called um, Rover no, for a really? few years now, no, I have no. to admit. It's a, it's a shame, really, isn't it? It's a great name. It is indeed. This is kind of spooky. I can hear you like you're right here with me, but you're not right here with me. Where are you? Know you? I'm in a Hamilton office today, so um, yeah, not wow. on the phone. Gee, that is Great, spooky. I must congratulate you on your television debut, by the way. Well done. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think actually Ginger was more of a superstar than me, to be fair, don't you think? Oh, I think I think <laughs> you'll find all everyone on the AM show was absolutely tickled pink with you and your dog. She's a superstar. Oh. Was she quite nervous being in front of all the cameras and the lights and things? Uh, a little bit. Uh, to start off with, she was a little bit, but um, I think she settled into that chair. It's the first time she's really been allowed to sit in the chair, so that was probably more nervous for her than um, actually being on TV. Yeah, well, maybe we can squeeze her into International Women's Day as well because, yeah. you know, she is a woman kind well, of. Well, exactly, you know, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, who, who is your favourite woman? If I had to put you on the spot oh, and ask gosh. you that. You could have asked me that one before, couldn't yeah. you? Um, Oh, uh, you should be saying your wife here or something. I know. should be saying yeah, my wife. Yeah. I was thinking that definitely, but yeah. I, I'm just trying to think of someone sort of like really famous and stuff like that. Um, mm. There was a Margaret um, Thatcher. Margaret, oh gosh, I'm not sure. If that, actually, Margaret Thatcher was a really good scientist, so she was quite inspiring when I was a young kid. Because she, she, I remember, isn't it weird how your memory comes in? I remember watching on TV that she did a, an experiment to um, the pH of cabbage water. What? You could um, use cap- yeah, you could use red cabbage water to work out what pH of solutions were. There you go. That's a blast from the past. That was about thirty I, years ago. I didn't know Margaret Thatcher had been a science teacher yeah, or a teacher. No, oh, wow. Yeah, she was a full-on, um, full-on scientist before she was um, a politician, as far as I remember. She would have been handy with the cane. I can imagine her oh, being quite, you know, a dictator. I think she, I think she was quite a softy deep down. Oh, I really? I don't know her really, but okay. I think so. I'm not sure where we're going with this, but by the no, way, if, if you <laughs> she would had like, a nice dog, no. Oh, did she? If you would like so. to text in and tell me about your favourite woman. Keep those texts coming through for International Women's Day. The most inspirational woman in your life. We are talking dogs, though. Darren Rowe is from Mindfulness for Dogs. You might have seen him on the AM show. We launched his career right here on the Sunday Cafe. You did. (laughs) We're going to talk about dog parks. To me, they're kind of, I don't know what I think about dog parks. I'd rather not go. Are they a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's all down to the individual when you go to the park. I, I kind of keep swapping from side to side they're a great thing they're not a great thing i hear all sorts of stories that make them really fantastic and then i hear some stories from dog control that aren't great yeah so so i think it's really down to the way that you behave or you um, allow your dog to behave when you're at the dog park and that's down to our social responsibilities i guess not necessarily the dogs what do you so, mean by that what do you mean Explain well allowing your dog how, how how well can you control your dog's reaction to a situation like that yeah, so first of all, if you look at the um, the sort of bylaws and all the sort of legal stuff around dog parks, yeah, one of the things it says is you have to have control of your dog, and, and having control of your dog is that you have a solid recall. Now, I don't know about you, I've been to many dog parks, and I would say probably about 2% of the dog population that actually have a recall of any sort whatsoever. Yeah. Now, that's not sort of like dissing all those people that have amazing recalls because they're, they're fantastic and keeping the side up. But there's a lot of people that throw their dog in there as a daycare kind mm-hmm. of thing and don't have any control over the dog. So one thing I would say is get, you, get yourself a solid recall. If you can't do it yourself, go on the internet, find some stuff or, or go to a trainer and, and sort that one out first. It could save your dog's life. Yeah. Well, actually, that's <coughs> a very good point, isn't it? You see dogs going, 
Some dogs will run up to other dogs and just, you know, sniff bums, sniff noses, wag their tails. Others, it's just a full-on aggressive yeah. stance from the start, isn't it? It is, and, and that's all down to that socialisation again. So that social responsibility. When you have a dog, a small puppy, it's your responsibility to get that dog socialised from day one. And, and also when you have a, if you pick up a rescue dog, you have to assume there's been no socialisation or an older dog is no, so, no socialisation. That's a hard mm. one to say, isn't it? Mm. Um, and uh, you, you've really got to, got to go and get that done. Um, go and find a trainer, get that dog socialised with other dogs, or at least find out if that dog is actually going to be aggressive. Mm. Yeah, because if it is, don't take it to a dog park or if you do muzzle it. Yeah, true. All right. Yeah. Darren Rowe here for you from Mindfulness for Dogs. He's also available through social media. Look him up. But you can have a free chat now on 0800 844 747. Darren, I know you've said consistently that you can teach an old dog new tricks. If you do go and get a rescue dog that's well beyond being a puppy, how do you change that nerves behaviour, the dog that flinches every time someone picks up mm. something because it's used to being <clears throat> hits or it doesn't like the lead being put on, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so, so it's all about, um, I kind of touched on that AM show, it's all about that fear, that, that new um, uh, study that's gone out about dogs um, having real fear anxiety and stress through fear mm. and it really is about that we need to change our ideas about why dogs are having these behaviors it's not about dominance it's not about all that kind of rubbish it's actually all through fear and when we start to think about the fear the dogs are in a fear state then we start to have a bit of um, compassion for them not sympathy compassion and that's a big difference those two words yeah mm. and then we can start to work through their their training because if they're scared of it we just take them slightly away from the environment and then we slowly build that positive association back to that object or that person or dog or whatever yeah. but it takes time and the rescue dog you know there's a lot of things that have gone on it might not be just a fear of a bicycle say it might be a fear of a bicycle and a person and a dog and you've got all that to put together mm. it's a lot it's quite a bit think of it as a person it's a, a lot to go through yeah it is when you look at enlarged dog parks like um beaches around the country that are dog specific um, takapuna beach where dogs just go crazy uh, mm. is that a good <clears throat> idea to start with that rather than a, an enclosed park with fences and again, I think it's down to the dogs. So, so dogs will get excited, and most dogs, they once they've been socialised, they get excited. They get, you know, they, they they go over the top, and then there's a, a pause. If you see it, they're all playing really crazy, and then suddenly all just stop. Mm. And that's a natural pause that they learn when they're young. And quite often, a dog that's not been socialised doesn't follow that etiquette, that the, the social cues that they've learnt when they're young. So they go over the top, and that's when the other dogs just tell them off. And then of course that dog's threatened and then they come back at them and you've got a full-scale fight going on Gee. Oh. so spotting those cues i mean you as a as a as a handler you yeah. need to then step in at that point and say oh, actually my dog's not coping with the situation i'm gonna take my dog away mm. but really truthfully if i had a dog like that i probably wouldn't be putting them in that situation in the first place because i'm putting it in a stressful situation it can't cope with well there's only one result that's going to happen there Mm, yeah, true. Yeah. 13 past 9, 0800 844 That's the number to call now. Darren Rose here with me, kind of not really. He's in Hamilton, <laughs> I'm in Auckland. But you can call and have a chat now. It might be something totally unrelated to taking a dog to get it socialised. You might just have some annoying little trait that you just can't mm. change with your dog. Darren's really handy with that. 0800 844 Hey, Darren, I know there was a, a really, really hideous story oh. in the news this week. T tell me about that. There was, wasn't it? I, I almost don't want to talk about it. It was so hideous. But there was, um, there was a, a lovely little doggy in Auckland. I think it was in Puka, oh, can I say it? Uh, Puka Koei, I think it was. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, as far as I'm aware, the dog either got out or, or escaped and, and was lost for about two weeks. And the owners were desperately looking. They put posts up all over the place trying to find this dog. It's a beautiful little dog, if you see the picture. And I suppose the worst um, outcome for owners and dogs is to find the dog's been killed. Mm. Normally it's like a car's hit it or something like that. But in this particular instance, um, gosh, I, I'm, I'm in 
sort of welling up even thinking about it, but the dog was found beheaded. Oh, and it what? was clearly uh, someone has done that. And, and, and I, you know, we, we, we go on all the time about dogs being aggressive and, you know, in dog parks fighting and stuff. And then we look at situations like this and say, well, you know, who's, who's the worst ones here? Is it people or is it dogs? Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, a dog, you don't see a dog going and trying to behead another dog, do you? Oh, there's so, some very odd people around. Yeah. It must be a real concern for you when you're looking at people that you can see whether they're, whether they're really kind towards their animals or not. I know that I kind of flinch when I see someone who's particularly aggressive with their dog, and if they're mm. prepared to do that in public, what are they doing when they get home? Well, that's right. I and mean, I think um, Angela, um, sorry, yeah, um, I've forgotten her name now, <laughs> the SBCA, um, Midgen, uh, Midgen, she, um, she said that thankfully these things are quite a rare occasion, so, yeah. and that's the good thing over the extremes. But, but just like you say, down to those little tiny things that are happening, um, they happen all the time. I think a lot of people don't realise how much they're hurting their dogs when they're doing it. It's that education again. That's one of the things that Mindfulness for Dogs is all about, educating people to realise that they're, they're, they're being negative and they're hurting their dogs. And again, you know, depending on your background, if, you're, if you grow up with a, a family structure that's quite aggressive, then that's the norm, isn't it? So it's not something you think is bad for your dog. Yeah, yeah, true. So yeah, yeah. And, and as we've spoken about before, frequently, more often than not, it's about your lack of, your, your inadequacy. And you get so frustrated, you start yelling yeah. at a dog <coughs> who's looking at you, you may as well be speaking, you know, outer Mongolian um, cabbage farmer language or something, and they have no idea what you're saying. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. If you were watching the AM show during the week, you would have seen Darren on the telly, drive all the way from Cambridge with his beautiful dog, and uh, you were talking, I, I, I was driving, actually, I was driving the other way to Hamilton when I was listening to it. The dog starts to pant. Does that mean the dog is nervous? Yeah, so, so quite often when we, when we get nervous and we get stressed, we need to get oxygen into our body. And that kind of like breaks down the adrenaline and stuff like that. If you think about when you do a big run, uh, mm. particularly like Nat's running today, she's going to be trying to get a lot of oxygen into her body. Heck yeah. So, um, so that heavy panting can sometimes, because dogs don't sweat, so that can be a heavy, uh, that heavy panting can be an indicator that they're a little bit stressed. And, and given that situation which Ginger was in, there was like all the lights down on her, it was quite warm and everything like that. There's strange people beaming at her and all these weird things being pushed into her face. <laughs> um, it was quite a stressful situation for her, but she cooked really well, actually. There was a lot, if you noticed, if you watched the video, there wasn't a lot of licking and that sort of stuff, so mm. she cooked really well. Yeah, good. I was quite proud of her. Oh, they're nice people on the AM <coughs> show. They really are. So yeah. you might be heading out to think about buying a new puppy. You might have a oh, new puppy puppies. lined up. I'd love to hear from you if you are buying one. What made you choose the particular breed? And if you want some advice around the training of this puppy, then this is the time to get it. 0800 844 747. Darren's about to get a couple more. More dogs, Darren. I know. Can you believe it? We must be mad. <laughs> Mind you, I must be because I woke up at 4 o'clock and drove down to Auckland. Wow. <laughs> so I must be crazy. Yeah, we're getting two little um, Border Collie puppies. Mm. We're not quite sure what colours yet because they've not been born. Um, but what we are doing is blogging the whole experience, even from now. So my, what we're about to release a blog that my wife is writing, actually, would be really cool, yeah. um, of all the whole experience about the um, why we picked the dogs, uh, um, why we picked that certain breed, all those kind of questions that you just asked, really. So, mm. um, yeah, you can check that out on the website probably next week. How, how do we see that, Darren? So you can go to the website. It's um, www.mindfulnessfordogs.com. If you can't remember that, just type in m4dogs.com. Just make it a bit easier. Or you can just find me on social media. Just search for Darren Rowe with a D-A-R-R-A-N. You'll find me everywhere. Yeah, brilliant. All right. Get some free advice about your pooch or the pooch you want to get. 0800 844 747. Donna, what sort of dog have you got? 
Um, we haven't got it yet, but we're about to go and pick one up. It's a miniature fox terrier. And we have, we have a problem on our, we have a small acreage in Auckland. We have a problem with rats and also a lot of rabbits. And we were hoping that this little dog might be a good little rodent hunter. <laughs> Good morning, Donna. Well, I think you probably picked the right breed there, definitely. We had a Jack Russell um, oh, for, for years, just seemed to live forever. And if we had a, well, we had a coal bunker and we put her in there and she came out with 21 mice, <laughs> which doesn't say much about us. But yeah, they are fantastic dogs. Um, just one thing, though, because you've, uh, you've just got the little puppy, just don't let them run around completely free on that acreage from day one because their little bones are still forming and there's growth plates. So we don't want them like tearing around being too crazy. So make sure they're confined in a small area at the beginning. But apart from that, yeah, you've, you've definitely got the right motivation because they're, they're, they're what we call the kill-bite dogs. They want to grab things and rip them to pieces. So do, well, lots, of train, do lots of training with squeaky toys. It's not a Jack Russell. It's a miniature fox terrier. Yeah, yeah so th- those kind of dogs, I put Jack Russells in. It's called, I can't believe I'm saying it, but Jack Russells and fox terriers, they're, they're, they're still those sort of um, kill-bite dogs, the ones that want to chase and oh. catch things. All right. And so, how, yeah. would, how would one train it to actually... Um, get the rabbits as opposed to get our chickens. <laughs> so yeah, so so it's what you introduce again when you when they're very young. So on a lead and you socialise with the chickens, you keep them on the lead and you make sure that they don't get into that predator prey drive of wanting to kill it. So just 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 literally make it a normal thing. And of course, the other things is it's the chase that's the thing that they'll be cued into. Um, so as soon as they chase, they'll they'll go after them. So if they're on a lead, they're never going to learn to chase the chickens. Yeah. Right. Um, but but get lots of little squeaky toys. Make sure they're squeakies and, and play with those. And that will encourage them to sort of like grab, bite, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. um, one other thing then, um, if if we were wanting them to to, to chase the rabbits, we'd obviously have to let that off the lead to do that. So yeah, but not not young. <coughs> yeah. So so you don't you don't want them doing that massive um sprinting and, and like really tearing around till they're about one years old so you've got a bit of time yet to train them so you might okay. want to be using your other your other methods for the first year it's well worth doing because you're going to end up if you don't you're going to end up with dogs that have sort of real problems and arthritis and all that kind of stuff later so try try and refrain yourself for that first year but you can always have them uh sort of on a longer lead and you can sort of like teach them to be with you and stuff like that there's a lot of training you can do in one year that's a natural instinct it's a natural instinct to chase things these guys so you're not gonna have to train that i don't think Okay. Um, when we bring it um, home, the man took it to the vet and had its first vet vaccination. Cool. Um, he said puppy was a wee bit sick in the car. We've got a five and a half hour drive um, to bring puppy home next week. What would be the best um, method of bringing it home? Should it be fed first or? No, or, definitely um, not fed first. Yeah, definitely okay. not fed first. If you think if there's something in its stomach and it's feeling sick, it's going to bring it all up. Yeah, um, make sure there's some water there. We we had yeah. our setter when we first had our um, our setters back in the UK. They were horrendously ill in the car, and we didn't really think about this one at all. So so we had them on the back seat. It was a cloth sort of um, car, so you can imagine by the end of two hour journey oh. we had oh. it was sick everywhere. So so put a put a sheet plastic sheet down, maybe a crate. Put them in the crate um, and, and loads of newspaper, all that kind of stuff, and just prepare for the worst. You might be lucky, you never know. <laughs> and would that probably be something they would grow out of because they weren't yeah. used to being in a car? <clears throat> Yeah, so so a lot of dogs, is, um, and I'm not really a medical, perhaps you can phone Charlie next um, next time and uh, ask her about that, but um, their ear problems, their the ears are still developing, or they're not quite right, and the whole balance thing isn't quite right for some dogs there. So it's all about that, really, generally. Obviously, if it keeps going on for a long time, then you want to go and seek advice from a vet anyway, but... Oh, 
Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for all that advice. Not a problem. How exciting. Yeah, I reckon that is pretty cool. <laughs> I can still remember going to pick up my border terrier as a puppy. Exactly the same thing happened. A bit of vomiting in the car. Uh, not me, the dog. And uh, then I felt like vomiting as well because it's just <laughs> horrible. That's disgusting, isn't it? Oh, Do you know what? I was, I was training a little border terrier this week. I thought I thought about you, a little puppy. Gorgeous. Was it a red grizzle or a black and tan? Slightly grizzle. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, so, so Max was a red grizzle. And for those who don't know the border terrier, they go, oh, yeah, border terrier. I know that. You go and have a look at it and you go, oh, wow. It's not, mm. it's not a typical dog. It's getting yeah, more different. common. But the black and tan is quite stunning, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it oh, is, yeah. This, this was a real cutie as well. Oh, <laughs> what do they call it? Um, oh, I'm not going to say the dog's name. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to be putting it on Facebook. So. Oh, it's probably Rover. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the other thing too about that previous caller, I didn't know you could get a miniature fox terrier. You can get a miniature anything nowadays. Um, and then there's the next step down, which is a teacup, which I'm totally against. And they're breeding the, the small little dogs down. And oh, it's not no. good for the dogs, but yeah. No. <clears throat> It's all, about image. Anyway, aren't they? it's all yeah. about image, so you can walk down Courtney Place Ooh. or Ponsonby Road with a dog in your stupid handbag. I don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got yeah. a handbag? <laughs> no, well, no, not anymore. I call it a satchel. You know, men call a handbag. Anyway, all right. 0800 844 747. If you'd like to get some advice, maybe you are buying a new dog. You might be getting a puppy or you might be getting one of those ones that's on <coughs> death row and you might be going to go and rescue that. Get some free advice right now with Darren Rowe. Hey, here's a text from Lynette. It just says, we have a spoodle that's aged 11 and a half. We travel regularly and he's now getting very anxious, huffing while in the car. And he used to be a great traveller. We've been giving him Rescue Remedy, which worked for a while, but doesn't seem to work now, says Lynette. What do you reckon there, Darren? Um, <clears throat> I was actually going to mention the Rescue Remedy to the, the woman before, but I'm just not... The reason I didn't was I'm not sure whether you should give it to a young, very small puppy dog, so mm. you'd have to check with someone about that one. I'm not sure about the, the contents of it. The Rescue Remedy, I've used um, regularly, uh, and it's very good, but if it's... It's like anything. If, if something changes, then stop using it because obviously the dog is not reacting to it in the right way. Um, there could have, there could well have been a, maybe an incident where the dog's got scared or something like that and then it's changed the behaviours. Mm. It'll be a really hard one. That'll be the type of person I'd have to sit down and really talk to them about what's, what's been happening and, and what's, what's going on around that whole car situation. Um, also, she's 11 and a half, so it may indicate some kind of medical issue that's coming to the front, possibly. Yeah. It might be worth getting that checked out. I don't know. Obviously, without seeing the dog, that's a bit of a, bit of a um, far-fetched one to talk about. But yeah, could be at that age, things like that start, like us really, start, things start not working as well as they should do. Yeah, and that's right. And, <coughs> and on the Sunday Cafe, we do have a vet section now, mm. um, a vet from Cambridge who joins us on a relatively regular basis. So here's another text. This one's from Bruce. Uh, good dog advice. Good pat on the back for you, Darren Rowe. Thank you, Bruce. Good dog advice. I've had <coughs> careers in hill country farming and with the police. And he's, he says here, I've always said horses, dogs and children need the same disciplines, respect and affections. Both it's funny, from, isn't it? It's very similar, yeah. Yeah, yeah both from the owners <coughs> and towards dependents. Good stuff, says Bruce. Brilliant. Do you know what? My first dog was called Bruce. So great name as well, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if he'd like that, actually. No, oh, no, he was an amazing dog, so Bruce must be an amazing person. So. Yeah, no doubt. No go. doubt. <laughs> All right, so is it fair to say we are into well and truly into puppy season and pop, people probably have their puppies by now? We've, and they're... Yeah, we've been into puppy season since Christmas. Um, right. We've, we've had, yeah, our puppy classes have been completely booked out pretty much since the beginning of Christmas and before that. So, mm -hmm. um, And I'm sure that's the same pretty much across New Zealand. Hey, I've got one thing just before we do it I forgot to mention. Um, 
when you take your dog to dog park, if it's an aggressive dog and mm. you, you're muzzling it, okay, always keep it on a lead. I've seen a few times recently um, that dogs have been running around off lead with a muzzle. And, and that's really great because they get to run around. But then there's been another dog that's come into the park that isn't necessarily muzzled, but is a little bit aggressive. And then that sets on your muzzled dog. Mm. And then, of course, your muzzled dog has no way of, of retaliating and then gets really hurt. So just be a bit mindful, I guess, of that whole concept. When it's on a muzzle, it can't defend itself. And it's not all dogs in the park are, are, are nice. It's always yeah. intriguing. <clears throat> it's, even without owning a dog these days, I can stand there and watch just how incredible it is. A dog comes along, they unclip the lead, they open the gate, and this dog runs into a sea of <laughs> dogs, and they all just yeah. seem to get on. Yeah, it's that interaction between us and the dog that causes the problem, unfortunately. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> so many people that um, come to me, of my dog, oh, my dog's fantastic, goes to daycare every day and it's amazing. And then as soon as I put it on my lead, it's this crazy thing. Well, I think that one through, it's something to do with you, isn't it? Because that's the only difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about teaching the owner how to, how, how to, how to be mindful and calm and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yep. that's what we do, basically. Now, we all love our old dogs, <coughs> but when they all do start sort of crapping out and getting a bit sort of mm. slow and sluggish and, you know, issues arise, <coughs> when is it too soon for the old dog to have a new dog introduced into your life when is it too soon oh that's yeah. a really interesting one because we we've got a 14 and a half year old um, girl called magic now and you might have seen her on the facebook page um great name i think for the radio station and she is uh um she's just got to the age now where she wants puppies oh. <laughs> she, she's basically been this two-year-old dog for the last 10 years and um she's we've told her we're getting puppies and she's i'm not i'm not joking she's got so excited she's bouncing around like a little two-year-old again so so it just depends on the dog um it's good to make sure that the dog you or the other dog you have is well trained because puppies will learn from that dog way more than you so if you've got a naughty dog a naughty older dog yes then that older dog is going to teach your puppies all the bad behaviors so much quicker than you can teach the good ones i guarantee yeah (laughs) hey darren i'm looking forward to seeing these blogs of you and your journey with the new dogs how do people catch up with you and how do people see these blogs again yep so you just jump onto the website it's uh, mindfulness for dogs with a number com, or i'm going to be advertising it on facebook so just search out mindfulness for dogs facebook also if you guys want to jump onto um and search for mindfulness for dogs community there's a little private community page that we oh. talk about a lot more detail oh, i want a dog I, oh, I can get you a dog. I can get you a dog. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. I want a border terrier again. I'll do it again one day. Darren Rose. I've some good breeders. Oh, well, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> hey, good to catch up with you, Darren. Have a great no uh, rest of your day. Cheers. Thank you, Roman. If you want to get involved, you can catch us again on the Sunday Cafe on Magic Talk FM. The next episode is on the 22nd of March, and that starts at 9.05. Don't forget, you can phone me on 0800 844 747 for a chat, or you can text on 3920. Um, text costs 20 cents. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.